Hi everybody, my name is Jerry Wise and I'm a life and relationship coach and I have developed Jerry Wise Relationship Systems and this video is entitled Five Keys to Getting the Narcissist Out of You. I wanted to mention that I hope you will join my website at www.jerrywiserelationshipsystems.com and there you'll find exclusive content that you won't find on YouTube that I have videos, uh, worksheets, uh, workshops that I've done in the past and I've put up those handouts. Those are on the exclusive content on my website. I work with ACONs, Adult Children of Narcissists. I work with Adult Children of Alcoholics and those who've grown up in dysfunctional families. And particularly those who've been caught having been narcissistically abused in their relationships and how they can get out of those relationships and also how they can get the narcissist out of them, which is very important. The first key is to use a paradoxical acceptance tool that I think can be helpful, and that's discovering the downsides of doing a good thing. In other words, if someone has a narcissist, let's say a, a woman has a, a male narcissist that has been causing them uh, lots of problems in their relationship, and, and let's say they've even done some exiting of the relationship, they still tend to have the narcissist in them because that's one of the things the narcissist wants to do is they want to be under your skin. They want to be in you. And the same is true for narcissistic family members. They want to be in you. They want to be under your skin. They want you to be participating in that emotional family dynamic field in which you play your role. The same is true in a relationship, that the narcissist wants you to play that role in that relationship in which you internalize them. They don't internalize you, you internalize them. Uh, they want you to be, to have to, for you to internalize them so that they can stay self-focused, self-absorbed, and um, doing what they want to do and you should be dancing to their tune and that's what narcissists do and so what we want to do is to examine not just the upsides of say letting them go but to examine the downsides if i let them go emotionally and if i release them completely what are some of the downsides and again, that's where family systems and a systems approach can be helpful because we look at the paradoxical part of uh, doing good things. We look at the downsides of doing good things. Just like if we give up our guilt regarding someone else or a parent or, or a friend, or if we give up that guilt, what do we fear or what do we believe will happen that will be down? Because that will be a downside. Because that's what keeps us connected to the guilt or the shame or the obsession. Um, because if we let that go, bad things would happen. Now we think, oh, well, there would be no bad things. I would just let them go and my life would be wonderful. Well, if that were true, then you would do it. 
The thing is, there's those hidden downsides that we want to look at, because that'll help us release and let go of the narcissist. So what are some of the possible downsides of letting go of a narcissist? Whether a family member, a spouse, a, a friend, um, a narcissistic church, a narcissistic boss, a workplace, anything that has the dynamics of not caring about you and you're supposed to care completely about them. So what are some of the downsides? If I let go of the narcissist, then, and here are some of the things I've heard, there are many more besides this, but here's some of them. I will be alone. And to not be alone I will continue to obsess about a narcissist or I will continue to engage in that relationship or fight back and forth or continue to argue to stay in the relationship. Not that I want the bad things happening in the relationship, but I'm not ready to let go of the relationship because I fear I'll be alone or I'll be abandoned. And, um, and so we hang on to the narcissist within. Uh, if uh, And here's another downside. Well, if I leave them, my, my parents will think I'm crazy for leaving them. My friends will think I'm crazy because they think we have a wonderful marriage. When actually, in a narcissistic marriage, it's not wonderful. But oftentimes it may look good on the outside, but it's not good on the inside or not good at home. And so we'll think other people will not accept me or will not understand what I'm doing. They'll think I'm being crazy. Uh, another downside I've heard is I will have to give up hope that I can change uh, or that I can perfect him or her. Uh, I will have to give up that hope. And many times for those of us who are codependent, we don't want to give up that hope because we believe we either should be or need to be changing or perfect or perfecting others. And that's been our dynamic. And so with the narcissist, we believe that we need to change them, and we probably have tried for many years, but it's hard to let go of that uh, trying. And so we don't want to let go with it, so we uh, let go of it, so then we stay engaged emotionally with the narcissist. Even if we're not with them anymore, we still hang on to that because we don't want to let go of that fantasy. Um, I will have to give up settling. Um, for this family or this spouse or this friend. In other words, I've just come to settle for this and I'll have to give up settling. Well, I don't think anything good's possible. I don't think anything better is possible because of what I think about myself. So I don't want to let them go unconsciously. I don't want to let them go because then I'll have to deal with settling my expectations, what I need or want for myself, I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to have to struggle with that. Um, another reason we might hang on to a relationship, whether family members or, or other friends, spouses uh, who may be more narcissistic, is I'll be left with me and just me. And that's not a good thing because I don't like me. I don't, I don't care about me. I don't feel good about me. So if I have them out of the picture and really let them go, guess who I'm left with? Me. And I've never liked me. So maybe I should stay in this battle and stay in this emotional struggle. 
for those who are divorcing uh, a narcissist, and you know, wh what will my kids do? Uh, I will damage them fear that we might have, a fear of I will damage them if I leave. And I have a lot of people who are very frightened about changing their relationship with a narcissistic spouse that doesn't look like they want to change, is not going to change, and uh, so they will just stay in it and take the narcissistic abuse for their kids. Uh, however, I think that also has downsides of damaging the kids as well. Um, so we do it for the kids, but really, you know, it's, uh, it's a fear that we have. Uh, what will my family or my siblings think if I go no contact with a parent? You know, I'll have that fear of what will they think about me? Um, and I don't want to have to deal with that, so I'll just stay hung in to and caught up with a narcissistic parent and all of their abuse. Uh, and then lastly, which I think is another fear, uh, not lastly, but one of the last fears is, well, what do I fill my abuse receptacle with? Because I'm kind of a, an abuse receptacle. I kind of draw abuse because I need to fill up my bucket. And I can either fill it up with self-love or those kinds of things. Or when we don't do that, then we end up filling it up with abuse and toxic relationships and things like that. Well, we even we fear an empty bucket rather than a bucket that's filled with all kinds of negative things. An empty bucket feels more, much more frightening uh, because we don't have anything to put in it. So I have this abuse receptacle. What am I going to do with that part of me that has uh, kind of uh, been attracted to this? Um, and another fear, another downside of letting go of an abusive relationship is then I will have to deal with not feeling safe because my fear and my pain, I hope, will keep me safe in the future. That I'll use this fear and pain to never do this again or to not be a, choose a relationship like this again. And so we have that fear, thinking that uh, keeping that fear and pain will keep us safe, or that anger will keep us safe. If I just stay angry with the narcissist all the time, and very angry, which I hear a lot of people, even on YouTube videos and such, are still very angry with their narcissist. Not that there's not reason to have some anger with that, but we don't resolve it. And so... That anger keeps us locked in emotionally to the narcissist inside us, and it keeps them inside us. A second key is unlock the interlocking relationship with your past and the narcissist. In other words, resolving your childhood wounds. If you've had narcissistic parents, then resolving those wounds and feelings that you've had from growing up uh, or with abuse that you experienced or neglect that you experienced or an abusive love conflict that you have in a relationship. I was just meeting with a client and she was talking about how her family, uh, she felt were good people and a good family. And while they may have, may have made a few decisions that were good, there was an awful lot of neglect, 
uh, abuse uh, and pain associated with her family. And in staying in that conflict within herself, it keeps the narcissist inside her. So get a guide, get a sponsor, a therapist, a coach to help you deal with your childhood wounds because your past keeps you stuck in the present. The past keeps us stuck in the present. And that's one of the healing and helpful, uh, I think, wisdom of family systems and family therapy is that it helps us zoom out to see a bigger picture and how what's happening right here between me and the narcissist has a larger picture that it's a context of from our childhood, from our family of origin. So we want to learn to zoom out. And I have some uh, videos. I've got about 160 videos on YouTube. And I talk about that in some of those videos. Thirdly, stop systems reactive behaviors. Resist the system's feelings. In other words, these kinds of things are system uh, behaviors rather than your genuine self. Uh, Brene Brown talks about some of these. Pretending, proving, reasoning, changing, defending, over-functioning, under-functioning, perfecting, um, and uh, getting out of their head and their heart and their body because we want to get out of the narcissist's head, get out of their uh, heart and get out of their or feelings and out of their body. We want to uh, put up a barrier that we're not, uh, that we resist the sexual tension or the relationship tension physically, the emotional tension that we have in which we stay focused on their internal world, which is always a disaster to do that, and then get out of their head, what they're thinking. Why are they doing this? Why would they do that? Uh, don't they know I've cared about them and then they just toss, toss me to the curb? Uh, what could their thinking be? That is a useless endeavor. And it's a waste of time to do that. And all of these type of behaviors are propelled by the feelings that are within the system. Many times we have learned all of those behaviors as, as children when we've been growing up, that we learned how to do those things and felt we had to do those things. Um, and so we got enmeshed in our family of origin. Then we get enmeshed with the narcissist. Um, And, and it's important for these type of behaviors that we use our executive function, our will, our choice to not pretend, to not prove, to not reason, to not defend uh, ourselves, etc., etc., and not over-function or under-function. And that we, we focus on the will and executive function, function versus the feelings that we have. Because while we... I do honor feelings, and I think true feelings are very important. If you watch the video about true versus systems feelings, you'll understand what I mean by how systems feelings keep all these behaviors going. Your true feelings don't keep these behaviors going. Your systems feelings do. 
whenever you feel like you want to overfunction, that's from systems feelings and systems reactivity. That's not the true you to overfunction. That's the system pushing you to overfunction. And it has a history and it's something we want to pay attention to. Or if we're defending ourselves, you know, I have to defend myself. Somebody says, well, you know, you're just stupid. You know, I am not stupid. Why do you keep telling me that? I, I wasn't being stupid. Let me explain this to you and whatever. It's, that's just all systems generated, systems feelings generated behavior. It's not the true you. So we want to work at resisting those systems, feelings, behaviors. And those we can stop by choice. And then we can resolve our feelings that are underneath that and what's going on within the system if we can look at the system uh, and how it functions. And it can be helpful to get a coach to help you begin to look at that. Fourthly, resist the obsessive thinking. Very important. And this is where when we have a breakup with a narcissist or we leave our family members or some of them who have been narcissistic, uh, we then uh, experience this internalized narcissist in us um, uh, regarding obsessing. And we just obsess, much like when we have an addictive relationship, we just obsess and obsess and obsess. And uh, the narcissist might be calling you stupid. I'm just using, there are many examples I could use, but I'm using very simple ones for this video. But, you know, think about it, stupid. You know, and you may have been told that by, you know, what's wrong with you? And then later, when we have separated from the relationship, the internal narcissist, that narcissist is still within us. Because then we go into, well, why did I let her say those things to me? How idiotic was I to do that? Um, and secondly, we can also say, I never was stupid. She was gaslighting me. But why didn't I see it sooner? You know, and I wonder how many times she cheated on me. It was, I was such a sucker and such a fool uh, to not see that. And... And then we also kind of end with, well, I can see now the only relationships I attract are crazy narcissists. I'll just be all alone and screw love. Stop shooting yourself with the same bullet. The bullets we get from the narcissist, we load into our own gun and shoot ourselves with it. We're shooting ourselves with the same bullets we got from the narcissist. And we want to stop that shooting. The bullets could be cheat cheating on you. The bullets could be you're stupid, calling you names, gaslighting you. All of those are bullets. And then we turn them on ourselves and shoot ourselves. The narcissist continues to live within us. And we don't want to do that. We want to resist those uh, obsessive thoughts. Remember, we can't stop thinking by doing more thinking. That's mostly true except for using cognitive behavioral therapy or something like that. Like the book Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy by David Burns. You go in there and think and he also teaches you how to think rationally. 
rational emotive therapy is helpful. And that can be where thinking, where doing more thinking can help you stop thinking. Other than that, we're wasting our time doing all of this thinking by thinking more. Uh, because obsession, obsessing about the obsession doesn't help much. And an obsession increases the harder and stronger the energy of the narcissist is in your head. As the obsession increases, then they are at work in you. And we don't want them in there. We don't want them in here. We don't want them in here. And then fifthly, turn your obsession to self-love, inner bonding, and self-care. Whenever you obsess or whenever you think about the narcissist or the narcissistic family or the narcissistic friend or the spouse, um, turn your thoughts towards you, towards self-soothing and self-care, uh, rather than continuing the obsession and trying to think how not to obsess. The way not to obsess is to turn the focus towards you. Uh, because as much as we have been obsessed with someone else, and often we are with a narcissist, that means we are abandoning ourselves time and time again. And we may do that even after we end a relationship with a narcissist. So, for example, my narcissist said she didn't like my friend Andy. So I will call Andy and plan time with him. Because I can do that without guilt or without shame. I don't need to think and rethink and refigure out why she said that. I just want to call Andy and plan a time with him. Um, and I will also ask myself, what else uh, do you need, Jerry? When you're obsessing, ask yourself, what do you need? What are you needing? What are you desiring? And that begins to break that obsession. This inner bonding, we want to get to know our inner child and get to know our inner adult. Become as bonded with yourself as you are obsessed with the narcissist or the narcissist family, narcissistic family members. So that's a good key in balance. The more obsessed you are, the more self-focus you need. Uh, Margaret Paul's books, P-A-U-L, are great for inner bonding. I like those. She has a workbook. Charles Whitfield talks about the inner child. There are good inner child books out there by John Bradshaw and others. Use those rather than obsessing. Focus on you. And remember, your well-being is not dependent on others. I hope you'll join my website. Just click on the login at jerrywiserelationshipsystems.com. Sign up. There are packages for exclusive content. Also, if you want to, uh, the middle plan I think that we have on there gives you a monthly group meeting that can be done with me and to help you along your way of healing. Uh, there are workshop notes in the exclusive content. There's going deeper videos. I've got four or five up the, there now. Uh, there's online notes, workshop handouts. Um, 
You can also see me one-on-one. -on -one. You can make an appointment online. You can pay for that online. We can meet, um, you and I, or again, via a group, if we do the silver plan, for example. Uh, we've been trying to provide some other ways people can interact with all of the family systems help that can help in those who are recovering from narcissistic abuse and also learning to develop self-differentiation and a sense of self, uh, which is what we really uh, is important for us to do. I hope you will, enjoy, uh, you will join me on my website. I want to thank you for listening today and uh, have a great day.